Today, we have a very special guest alert because we are bringing on another Chargers player today. Future RB2 Isaiah Spiller is coming on the show, and we can't wait to talk about him with what he's working on going into year two. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, also guest booker extraordinaire over there. But we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, and this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go follow or subscribe for free on YouTube and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, how excited are you to get Isaiah Spillover? It's supposed to be last week. We'll absolutely take it this week. I will take it any time that I can get it. I am stoked. I absolutely love talking to players. This is one of the things that you really have to pinch yourself and really enjoy the privilege of being able to interview active NFL players, especially players from your favorite team. Yeah, and we've been on the Isaiah Spiller hype train, right? We've been definitely hoping that he can come away and eventually be the Chargers RB1 and excited to get into what he is really working on going into year two after not getting much playing time and also the chip on his shoulder that he has being the ninth running back taken in his draft class. And he thinks he's a lot better than those other guys that were ahead of him, including just what he thinks about new Kellen Moore offense, right? New offensive coordinator Kellen Moore's offense and simplicity seems to be a theme. And we're going to talk about that at the end of the show, too, with some quotes from Kellen Moore himself and also Keenan Allen and Rashawn Slater talking about him being a player friendly coach, which is something that's very nice to hear. But here he is, Isaiah Spiller. All right, guys, we are back here with another very special guest, you know, David Drogmeyer, guest booker extraordinaire, but another Chargers player coming on the show today, potential RB2. He's going into a training camp with a battle coming up, and we're excited to see a lot more of this guy, Isaiah Spiller, coming on today's show. What's up, man? Thanks for coming on. How y'all doing, man? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's it's a delight for us, man, and we're very, very excited, even anxious to see you play in year two, and I think... To start off with, I want to talk about something a lot of Chargers fans might not know is that you and your dad both played for Texas A&M, but he ended up suffering an injury that ended his football career, right? And he had you around the same time. But how cool was it for you to follow in his footsteps there and then get drafted to the NFL when he really never got the chance to? Um, man, it was like a it was like a dream for him. Like I'm living the dream for him, you know, living through me. Um, but obviously, just he definitely helped me a lot during college. Um, expectations, things I needed to do, um, how to work, how to come into the building, take the game. So um, even now he's still teaching me. So just really helping me throughout college, my college process, and even now. So just thankful for him. Yeah, it's got to be great to have that kind of support system, a guy that's kind of already been there and done that. Especially because Texas A&M is crazy too, man. I mean, all the weird stuff they have going on over there, all the roll calls and stuff. Not too much hate. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. But, hey, last year had to be kind of frustrating with the lack of playing time after being the main guy, you know, that you were, you know, since being a freshman at Texas A&M. How excited are you to kind of have a fresh start going into year two and really have a chance to earn a role here in training camp? Um, I'm really excited, man. Just, um, you know, coming in in last year, not really knowing what was going on, trying to figure my way. Um, so this year, just coming in with a mindset of, uh, you know, going hard every day, giving it, learning and just picking up on everything and 
Um, just trying to be that guy that, you know, the team needs me to be and that I want to be. So. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, a lot comes along with it. I'm sure it's always crazy making that yeah. jump to the next level, even coming from the SEC, which is, you know, the closest thing you're probably going to get. I'm guessing you would say, hey, SEC is the closest thing to the NFL level as an SEC guy, but yeah. making the NFL is a hard transition no matter what. I think especially with running back too, when certain things become so much more important, like pass protection, yeah. there's so many different things and, uh, you know, different like just terminology and stuff that you have to get used to. But now that you have season one in the books, were there any specific parts of your game that you're like, okay, now I know kind of what it takes that you tried to work on the most this off season. Um, just mentally and physically get stronger and faster. Um, you know, just, um, also blocking the schemes and, uh, picking up on stuff. Also processing the game faster, seeing things quicker. Um, so just, Working on those things on the off season, even after OTA, is still gonna work on it for the season. So um, it's a work in progress this whole year. So I'm just ready to uh, go out there and show everybody what I've been doing. Yeah, no doubt. I no doubt. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that are really excited to see what you bring to the table. But going into the 2022 NFL draft, you are widely considered to be one of the top running backs coming out alongside guys like Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. You ended up unsurprisingly being the ninth running Very back. Surprisingly. Very, Very surprising. Very surprising. Just unbelievably um, surprising there. Do you think that that kind of puts a chip on your shoulder because you were the ninth running back taken in the draft? Um, for sure, man. You know, just doing what I did in college and to have what happened to me um, definitely puts a chip on your shoulder. Uh, definitely had a low moment there. Um, just knowing that, you know, I'm better than those guys and that happened to me. And, you know, it really kind of adjusted my focus and just made me want to go harder. Even now, I'm still thinking about it. So um, it's definitely something that will never leave me for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure it's tough, right? Because you don't ever want to like, you got to focus on your own game. You can't worry about what other guys are doing out there. But at the same time, like you have to be confident in yourself and you have to know, hey, like I can do things that these other guys can't do. And I think that was evident in your college tape. And we had a lot of fun breaking it down last year when the Chargers took you there. But I'm sure this is something you don't pay much attention to. But as of right now, you are the only Chargers running back that is under contract after this upcoming year, right? And we'll see what ends up happening next offseason. But is there any pressure on you to kind of show, hey, I'm that guy. You used the draft pick on me. I need to show this year that I can be that guy going forward and kind of solve some of those issues for the Chargers uh, kind of roster-wise. For sure, man. Um, even my second year in college, um, Jimbo expected more from me. And I'm a first-team All-SEC. So um, I think things like that just – the process and uh you know growing as a player and seeing things more will, will help me this year for sure and i'm gonna give it all i got so charges <laughs> so they know <laughs> absolutely i mean yeah. hey you, you want to make sure that you put your stamp right you, sure. you, you want to put your stamp on the league you want to show everybody what you're capable of doing and, and yeah. unfortunately last year you just really didn't get that opportunity you only had 21 touches as a rookie so didn't really get to kind of you didn't really get the opportunity to show what you were able to do and what makes you a special running back what parts of your game are you excited to be able to show charger fans here in 2023 um just everything that i'm all around back i could do it all you don't even have to take me off the field um that's what i want to show this year
we are going to get back to Isaiah Spiller and talk with him a little bit about what he does for fun and also Kellen Moore and the simplicity of his new offense and being a player-friendly coach. But before that, I need to tell you guys that you need to be making a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. And today's a great day because the finals are starting tonight. So if you guys want to get in on the finals action, he and Nuggets going tonight, you do it with FanDuel. Great promotions every day over there, and they have a safe and secure app that gets you paid instantly. I love all the different promotions and all the different specials they always have going on. They always make it fun, which is always great, especially if you're betting on sports that aren't football. It always brings a little bit more action to the game. So there's no better place to bet all of your playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I think especially as a pass catcher, were you ever like a wide receiver or something? Because like, I mean, I yeah. think when, yeah, because in, in college, like you just have really, really soft hands and that's not something you see a lot of. I mean, you can run routes and do things like that too. Maybe yeah. we didn't get to see enough of that. But like, where did that kind of ability to catch the ball come from? Just like your uncanny ability yeah. to not only catch the ball, but also be able to turn into that runner in open space. Um, Just playing at the park. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot. Um, with my dad too. When I was little, um, my first position actually was like wide receiver. My dad taught me how to catch. Yeah, okay, that makes how to run sense. routes. So that was my first position, really. And ever since then, I just kind of grew into it. And um, eventually, I went to running back, but I still have that in my game. So it's a great asset. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's moments your dad was probably like, okay, hey, maybe let's, you know, yeah. let's look at this receiver position. Those guys yeah. are making a lot of money out there, right? I mean, maybe yeah. we can turn Isaiah into a little, you know, slot I guy. Wish. If I was <laughs> six, four. Oh, man. I mean, the receivers yeah. are going nuts right now. I mean, yeah. you just got two more on your team this offseason. But I want to talk about just football is crazy, man. And I'm sure you've had kind of your adjustment period to that as you've gotten into it, you know, going into year two now. But, like, I don't think people truly understand, like, it's practice, but it doesn't end with practice practice right then it's meetings yeah. then you're watching film of the practice and having your coaches oh, yeah. tell you you know things that are going wrong exactly yeah. but like I don't think people think about a lot of that since you are spending so much time at the facility now and since football you know after school obviously you have school and everything so now you only get to focus on football but like ball is life takes a new meaning at the NFL yeah. level what do you do when you're away from the facility how do you kind of try to decompress and kind of get ready for the next day um, just kind of taking care of my body, stretching. Obviously, I watch film on what I do to improve the next day. Um, and then really just really sometimes go to the beach or go for a walk or something. No like video that. games? Uh, every now and then. I don't want to get too much during the season, but I definitely get on a video game. Like, I play Madden, Fortnite, okay. 2K, <laughs> a little GTA every now and then, but um, for sure. Um, definitely, like, walk on the beach, those type of things, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that helps a lot. And I'm from Texas, so seeing all the sceneries out here is pretty amazing. That's What's what the I was biggest gonna difference? ask you, on, yeah. honestly, the, the biggest difference, because, hey, I live in Texas right now. Yeah. I I live in Temple, Texas. Yeah. Okay. So, I like, I, he went I'm the actually, opposite way. He went from San yeah, Diego literally. to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. You, do you think it's better? Well, if you would ask my wife, um, she would definitely say that it's better. She's from Austin, so uh, okay. she kind of trapped me. Uh, I didn't get uh, the okay. get the chance, but you know, because you are are from Texas, and you had you know, had you ever been to California before before you got um, drafted? Like once, once, once. Yeah. 
So obviously it's a huge, huge difference. I mean, there is a lot of different (laughs) things to do in Southern California specifically. So what, what has that kind of transition been like, you know, going from Texas to California? How have you enjoyed it so far? Um, I enjoy the weather the most, uh, (laughs) coming from Texas, um, just being out here, man, the vibes, um, the beach, sunny every day, just wake up, you know, wanting to get better. Um, so being out here at the Chargers facility, um, thankful that they drafted me and being out here. Um, so I just, I just love, I love, I've been loving it more and more and more and more. So it's been good for me. I'm Cali through and through. I've been here my whole life. So, I mean, I'm going to say California takes that one. But it it is kind of funny. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I'm sure, you know, being from a Texas school kind of means something. And then you have two guys drafted this year that are from TCU, not Texas A&M, right? And you also have some Longhorns around and stuff, too. But is there any kind of inter-team rivalry between, you know, is there any trash talk? Like, oh, hey, you know, Texas A&M all the way. I don't care about Longhorns. I don't care about Horned Frogs. Oh, for sure. Especially on Saturdays <laughs> during the season when, oh, yeah. they're on, when they're on the screen. So, you know, it'll be more relevant in 2025. So uh, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Do you, have man, any goals? I mean, Do you have any goals for yourself this season? Like, is there anything that you can kind of speak on that you that you want to get accomplished in this, you know, 2023 season? Um, Any goals that I'll speak on, probably just better than I was last year. Um, doing more, being more for the team. Um, that's my plan this year and just being that guy, having confidence in the field and never, never doubt myself. So, yeah, well, I'm, I also want to ask you about, uh, Kellen Moore. I don't know how much time you guys have gotten to spend together so far. Obviously everything is very fresh, but like, what have you been able to kind of learn so far about what it's like to go into a new NFL season where you have kind of a new offense, right? Like last year you had to learn everything for the first time because it was your first year in the NFL. Yeah. But now you have another guy only one year in. They're kind of changing things up on you. What are, like, kind of the difficulties with that? Or what have you kind of learned from that so far? Uh, it's no really difficulties, um, you know, because I did it last year. So this year is just kind of like the same thing. But um, I feel like the plays are kind of quicker. Um, Kellen's offense definitely helps you. It's definitely, like, player-friendly. Helps you think of the plays faster. The play calls are quicker. So um, it's going really good for me. I'm picking up on the offense really well right now. Is that like a simplicity thing? Because, I mean, that's something, I mean, Keenan Allen just talked about, I think uh, Kellen Moore talked about that a little bit with the offensive line, the running game specifically, just having things be simplified, having a bread and butter as far as your go-to thing so you can just play fast. Like, what does that do for a running back when you don't have to think as much and you can kind of just go? Uh, Gets you in a rhythm, really. Helps you see the blocks, helps you, you know, adjust to the plays faster, Um, helps you get in a rhythm, helping your O-line out with your tracks, so... I think that's going to really benefit benefit us well as a running back room this year. So. You guys going to have a top 10 offensive line this year? We're very excited about it. And a lot of guys, I mean, coming yeah. back, Jamari Sawyer going into guard now. Are you excited about those dudes up front? Yeah, yeah, those are my guys, man. Him and Zion came in with those guys. So, uh, Corey, um, we get um, – Rashawn back. We get Rashawn back, and we got yeah. Trey. So, um, all those guys, man, just really excited for this year, man. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see it, too. One of the parts of your game, real quick, get you out on this, that I feel like you really excelled in was 
finding space where there wasn't a lot of space in college. That to me was one of the things that kind of set you apart was your footwork, which I've seen, you know, Instagram stuff, you're out there working on your footwork and explosiveness yeah. and all that stuff in the off season. But like one thing that you really seem to do every time that I always appreciated was you made the most out of every carry, right? Not every play is going to be blocked perfectly. You're not always going to have a clear garage size opening for you to run through, right? So is that something you take a lot of pride in is being able to, hey, I'm going to make the absolute most of this carry and also if you get me in the mess i'm gonna be able to kind of navigate through it and get the best out of it uh for sure man um i was always taught like never get tackled by the first tackler um be your own blocker um so my dad been kind of teaching me that since little league and then college and nfl it grows even more so breaking tackles is really essential you know because on the line can only block so many people so um, we have to do some part, and uh, I take really pride in that, you know, just getting extra yards after the O-line, so really helping the team. So, yeah, I do take pride in that. That's a running back thing. If any running good running back, they should take pride in that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Man, I can't wait to see what you do this year, man. Yeah. We're really, really excited to watch you. Yeah, man. I mean, we're we're lifelong fans, so it's it's always cool to see someone like you, and we're very excited to kind of see how this story plays out with you. But thank you so much for coming on today. I mean, I know a lot of Charger fans are eager to see you out there. I know we're eager to see the kind of leap that you can make from year one to year two. So thank you so much for coming on the show, man. We really, really appreciate your time. Hopefully, I'll have you on again. Appreciate y'all, man. Both up. Both up. Well, a very special thank you to Isaiah Spiller and a thank you to the Chargers for setting that up. Excited to see where that relationship can go and hopefully getting more players on the show for you guys. But that's just today's show. As the everydayers know, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Even though it's June, we're going to finish this week out strong with some OTA recap stuff with some news coming out of there and also Fan Mail Friday and get you guys involved because you guys always come up with the best questions. But I do want to talk about what guys said today at their press conferences. Kellen Moore, Rashawn Slater, Keenan Allen all speaking with the media. And I think the thing that Isaiah Spillerill is going to like the most is what Kellen Moore is saying about the Chargers running game. And he admitted it isn't where it needs to be, right? And Chargers fans have felt that for a few seasons. It feels like it's been forever since they've had a consistent running game. But it seems like right now, this part of the OTAs is about finding that bread and butter, finding out what their identity is going to be in the running game. Yep, and simplifying things, making things a little bit easier to understand and be able to go out there and play fast. So Kellen Moore said about streamlining the running game installations, I think it's identifying what your primary runs are going to be, your go-to runs. You want your guys to be playing fast so they can allow their physical talents to show up. Trying to identify what are going to be our strengths, and then you have enough flavors throughout the season just to be able to present different things to a defense, protect your primary runs, but uh, but you have to certainly identify what you are going to hang your hat on the that type of stuff which i i think you have to love i, I mean I, I think that's part of creating an identity is being able to identify what you do well being able to feature it but also be able to be multiple enough to have different things to be able to keep that fresh when you want to use those primary runs and attack with them yeah i really like what he's saying there he's saying you know we're going to play to our strengths essentially and that's what you yeah. want right find out what works well i mean that was one of the frustrations we had last year is like the left side of the Chargers offensive line early in that playoff game was demolishing the Jaguars, right? And then in the yeah. second half, when you really needed it, it was just run to the right side, run to the right side. It just didn't feel like they knew what their identity was or should yeah. be. And it just felt like that was something that continually was left out in the Joe Lombardi offense and not even just Joe Lombardi, right? It's been a long time since the Chargers have been consistent in That's the running game. True. So I think as far as that goes, I like the thought of just, hey, 
we are going to have some wrinkles in there to keep people off balance, right? We can't run yeah. the same two plays all the time, but we're going to stick with what works. And then we're going to have a couple of things to keep defenses honest. But yeah. when you do that, the nice thing about that is it works even when people know it's coming because, hey, yeah. they can watch it on film all week. I think the nice thing about it, though, if it seems like the offensive line, it has it simplified, right? And Rashawn Slater talks about that as well. But I think it's up to the running back to kind of read everything else that's going on and figure out kind of where he wants to go. But it seems like everyone's enjoying it, including the Chargers All-Pro left tackle. No doubt about it. Rashawn Slater is very happy about it. He, he basically talked about the simplification. You know, he says you'd be surprised how much, you know, you can change in the run game whenever certain rules are rearranged or just the coaching points change a little bit. I think that's really going to allow us just to play fast and give us a chance to make explosive plays. And I think that's very important that he, he made that last comment because this Chargers offense, with how high-powered it was, there was not nearly enough explosive plays that they were able to create. Not on the ground and not through through the air. And when you have a talented quarterback like Justin Herbert and you have a running back like Austin Eckler, you should be able to create those explosives. So having this simplification where these guys can go out there and really play fast, use their physical gifts, their strengths. I mean, Rashawn Slater over there with Zion Johnson, man, that is a scary sight for defensive linemen that have to go and try to penetrate those two guys when they're getting ran over. Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pancakes between the two of those guys. He also said, for us up front, he has really simplified a lot of things. It's allowed us to go a lot quicker and really just not think as much, which we always love because, you know, they're big meatheads. But <laughs> if Rashawn Slater from Northwestern is happy about simplifying the offense, right, in the running game, maybe some things were a little bit too complicated in the past. And I think that <laughs> yeah. showed up because it did feel like when the Chargers running game would start to get going and feeling itself a little bit. It seemed like there was always some way too long developing of plays. Guys yeah. weren't getting to where they needed to be and just felt like everything was taking too long. And it seems yeah. like that might be because everyone was trying to think too much because they were trying to get too exotic with it instead of just having a true strength or a bread and butter. But I yeah. think part of this kind of shows how Kellen Moore is that team-friendly, player-friendly type of coach. We heard Isaiah yeah. Spiller talk about that a little bit. And Keenan Allen was saying something to the same extent. It feels like these dudes really like where this offense is going with Kellen Moore, and that relationship does matter. It definitely matters. And, and, and I mean, you hear from Keenan Allen, a, a veteran, a guy who has had many different offensive coordinators. You know, when he says some things like this, it really resonates. He says yeah. he's, plays, he's played before. He knows what it's like. He knows what we like. He knows what we don't like. He knows how defenses play. Rather than sticking to something that's been in the same offense for a long time, he's willing to change it and make it more friendly for us. And also he talked about, you know, being like Kellen Moore talked about bouncing ideas off of Ke uh, Keenan Allen and try to, you know, establishing that relationship that way. And that um, just camaraderie and that ability to change plays and to be able to work together on the offense and building plays that everyone knows is going to go out there and work for you. Yeah, especially someone like Keenan Allen, who does so much of his great work in option type of plays, yeah. right, where you give him the freedom to figure out what the leverage is defensively and figure out the best run for him, you know, best route for himself to run, right? Because yeah. he's playing all of those things. He's so crafty that it's like, if you're going to give him an opening, it almost makes him unguardable. If you're going to give him a couple of different options and he yeah. doesn't have to go somewhere, right? And we know they had some option routes with Joe Lombardi too, but it seems like the main focus from Kellen Moore is, hey, we're going to keep the things that these guys like. We're going to keep the things that these guys really, you know, worked for them in the past. And everyone says that. And everyone, you know, just like 
Brandon Staley last year, right? All in. Yeah. That first episode comes out sure. and he's like, we're going to throw that MF down the field, right? And it just, yeah. it didn't happen. But right. it's nice, it sounds nice to say. So obviously we need to see that come to fruition. But yeah. even with as excited we are about the running game, right? The explosiveness, right? And the deep passing and all of that is something too. And Keaton Allen thinks we're going to be seeing a lot more of that in 2023. He definitely does. And, and I think uh, it's important, the, the context of the question. He was asked basically on if he thinks that they're going to be able to adapt more with the play calling. And he said, yeah, I think so. Obviously, Justin Herbert has a cannon. Uh, yes, he does. Mike Williams, he goes deep. Um, also, you have a new guy named Quentin Johnson. He can go deep. We're probably going to be going deep a lot. And uh, everybody thought that was pretty funny. But, I mean, hey, that it, it is what it is. I mean, you have tons of weapons on this offense. You have guys that can stretch the field. You have some athletic speed demons that if they get a lane, they can take it to the house. I mean, you have to know that this offense is going to threaten down the football field. That's what happens when you take a, a guy with your first overall, you know, first round pick like the intention is is you are going to be attacking down the, the down the football field that's what we all want to see now we just have to see if they're going to be able to go out there and orchestrate it yeah and one of the things we were talking about too from keenan allen is it was cool just to see him taking quentin johnson under his wing right he said yeah. the time that they ended up going and seeing quentin johnson right after he was drafted it ended up being keenan allen's birthday so quentin johnson got a heck of an introduction to the nfl he said they had a lot of fun that night Take that wherever you will. But <laughs> when I think of NFL players having a lot of fun, I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun was more than likely had there. I mean, that seems like a fun group to be running around with, with Keenan Allen oh, and yeah. Mike Williams and all those guys. And guys who are getting $30 million a season. So I was about to say, money town, not an object at all. And they probably still made him pay. They probably still made him pay, as they should, right? Quentin Johnson, you're the first-round pick. You got the check that bigger you than the rest You got to get the rookie of, treatment, man. Absolutely. You, you got to pick up the first couple times for Quentin Johnson. But just hang in there. Those are good friends to have because those dudes are making a ton of money. But oh, nice yeah. to see Quentin Johnson getting taken under the wing of the veterans and Keenan Allen just continuing to be that leader, right? He might not yeah. be the guy you think of first when it comes to leadership. You think of guys like Derwin James, right? Guys like that. But Keenan Allen is absolutely a leader on this team and leads by example as well. So yeah. a lot of good stuff. And it's nice to see these guys again, right? The off season it's here. It's very much here right now. So anytime we get these dudes and get to think about what they're going to do and how exciting this offense specifically is going to be, it's really good to hear the players are liking it so far and thinking that, you know, it doesn't mean everything. Yeah. But these are a lot of the things we wanted anyways, right? Like yeah. these are all things that we've been asking for. Now you have to do it. We know that when Kellen Moore was hired, right? We know why Joe Lombardi was fired first, yeah. right? It's not yeah. enough explosive things like that and meat left on the bone. Yeah. So we know the message must have been delivered loud and clear to Kellen Moore. We'll see if he can come through with it, right? But it seems like he's doing all the right things early on. Uh, which I think is a big plus for the Chargers. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Thank you guys for checking it out. And for the everydayers, we appreciate you. And you know we will be back with you guys tomorrow for Fan Mail Friday and the latest coming out of OTAs. But to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show every day on our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and the show's page at LockedOnLAC, where you can hit us up and give us your questions or put them in the YouTube comments or put them wherever. But you can also find us on our at Locked On Chargers Instagram page and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page as well. But thank you guys again for checking it out. Very, very exciting to get Isaiah Spiller on today's show. We really loved having him. But that's going to do it for us today. Take it easy and go Bolts.